why are you racing to the finish line? Like you're doing something right now. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Enjoy the reason you started running in the first place instead of just focusing on that end goal. And for those out there who have a personality that is goal-focused, that is accomplishment-based, it's hard to focus on the journey. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Both Amy and I have had journeys to get to where we are, and there's lots of room for growth. But hindsight is 2020, and in this year, 2020, that's really one of my biggest focuses on using the past mistakes, the paths, all those events to really help guide where the future actions could go. So when someone you love is about to embark on something, maybe it's becoming a new parent, maybe it's going to a vacation spot that you've already been to. Isn't it easier to tell them what to do when when you're in the actual moment, all you feel is frazzled? So this week's episode is on the three things that Amy and I would each tell our younger selves. So Amy, let's start with you. Think back to your 20s. Pre-kids, pre-marriage life, what would you tell Amy or really any woman listening who's in that stage? I love this subject because I think that there is so much that I've learned over especially the past 10 years. And so that's where I'm coming from. It's been a journey. And like Abby said, we're still working Mm -hmm. on a lot of stuff, (laughs) you know, nowhere near where we want to be, but a lot further than we were. So my first thing I would go back and tell myself is that you don't have to find your husband in college. So I was one of these women that I was a serial dater. Like I always had a boyfriend and I was always thinking that that boyfriend was trying out to be my husband. (laughs) Like I really, I love love. Everyone that knows me would say that. I'm unapologetic about that. But I just wish that I had a clearer sense of if something isn't working, it's okay to just call that. Like, it's okay for Mm -hmm. that to be just, it's not going to work. I was listening to an Oprah podcast, and she had referenced a Maya Angelou quote that I thought fit really well here. She said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Ooh, that is good. Yeah. And so for me, you know, I'll use a past relationship as an example I was with this guy, and time and time again, he showed me that he felt like he or his things or his career were more important than me. At so many points, he showed me that, and I just kept thinking that it was going to change or, you know, once he was more settled, that I would be become more of a priority and what I wish I would have gone back and just been like you know what he feel he is he's showing you he thinks he's more important than you are 
So just listen to that. And people, they can change. But when they're showing yeah. you over and over and over again, like getting the hint the first or second or third time. <laughs> <laughs> the 45th time I was finally like, I'm out of here. Um, so just to say that when I was dating and I was younger, I wish that I would have understood that I didn't have to find the love of my life at 22 years old. Like I had so much growing to do as a person. And I would tell women in their 20s, it's a time in which people can also show you in relationships what you are not willing to tolerate. I think it's so important that you are able to say, you know what? No, I'm not willing Mm -hmm. to tolerate Mm -hmm. that. This isn't the Mm -hmm. right relationship for me. And I need to get out of this. I think some people are just rushing to get there. Oh my gosh. The validation when we are younger is all around. I suffered from it so bad. You know, Abby and I were talking right before this episode of just the idea of being in your friend's wedding. Like as a bridesmaid, that was the ultimate sense of validation in your 20s that you were an important enough friend to be in her wedding. And Mm -hmm. I know, at least in my friend group, there are times where that got a little topsy-turvy because not everyone can be, you know, you have a a set amount of people and not everyone's going to make the cut. Um, I wish that back then I knew (laughs) that that does not define your friendship. Um, So this idea of the validation when you're younger and and I will say too, marriage seemed like the ultimate validation yeah. of a relationship. Like you, you found your value. Like I'm valuable enough to this person that he wants to marry me. And so instead of thinking, you know, why is Drew, why do I want to marry Drew? You're thinking, I want, you know, you're so excited for the idea of marriage that sometimes I don't think people are unpacking all of the things that come into it because they're, they get caught up in that white dress and that engagement Mm -hmm. ring and all of the things. And you're getting the validation from other people. Exactly. Where I think as you gain more confidence, you're looking to yourself for validation. What actually feels real? What actually feels right? Yeah. And what do I really deeply value? Um, cause that's going to show up in your relationships mm-hmm. and you bring up marriage a lot in this. And that actually brings up my first point, Amy, because I didn't know if I wanted to get married and I definitely didn't know if I wanted kids. So what I would tell my former self, the first thing I would say is you might not know how you want to do life and that's okay. It might change and that's okay. All that means is that we're learning and that we're growing, but I can't be the only one out there who likes to have a plan then live by that plan and then cross off tasks as I go through that plan, even if it means writing something down after I've already done it and then crossing it out. So whatever you envision for your life, if it feels good right now, live it. Like in that moment, if it feels good, keep on living it. But knowing that it can change and that's okay. So I feel that so many of us just get stuck in this not reality of looking at the future, seeing what we want in the future, and then trying to get there as hard as we can, when along the way, 
it might actually be changing. Wait, I have a question. So yeah. you didn't see marriage and kids. What did you see? Or why were you like, I don't think I want to get married? I didn't always want to get married. And with kids, that was just up in the air. But then I met Colin. And he had a lot of the strengths that I didn't have. So where I was weak in some areas, he just helped with it. And he helped bring out a lot of my confidence in areas that I didn't even know existed. So throughout it, it's not saying that somebody else has to be the reason that you all of a sudden find your confidence. But I finally had found the guy who could do that when I didn't know that he existed. And this isn't just revolving around marriage. This can be anything in your life. You might change cities. You might change schools. You might get a new friend group. And that's fine. Like we don't don't have to live by the exact plan that we had in place that we thought of when we were 21 years old. It can look different all throughout our years. So have a plan if that's what makes you feel safe, if that's what makes you feel secure, but write it in in pencil and then have an eraser knowing that it can consistently change. So Amy, throwing it back to you, what's the second thing you would tell your younger self? To get through things, you have to go through them. And sometimes you might be walking. Sometimes you might be crawling. You are not always going to feel like you are knocking it out of the park. Here's what I mean. When I was younger, and I've talked about this before, I had a real issue and honestly shame around money. When I was 18, I came into some money and I did not have the first clue on how to manage it. I didn't have a plan. I was freaking 18 years old. I went to Abercrombie and got two new pairs of jeans immediately. What I did was I practiced avoidance. I was the queen of avoiding this pain point. I didn't want to like look at my statements mm. because it just I could see the money going down further. I didn't want to talk to talk to someone that knew more than me about it because I felt embarrassed that I hadn't managed it well. Um, it was just this whole terrible thing that I went through until I was like 24, you know, from 18 to 24, having this huge money issue. I wish I could just go back and tell her, you cannot avoid this forever. Mm. Like you have to go through this. It's okay to not have all the right answers. It's okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to think that it's just going to go away. Yeah. Um, I wish that, you know, so f- it, it can apply to so many different things. And I know when I was younger, I was working through also another example that I can share is that I used to drink too much. And because I went to the University of La Crosse and that was the culture, mm-hmm. it was kind of just fine. Like everyone was doing it. But I will say I took it to another level. I mean, people knew me as like a party girl, you know, and that's if you're at lacrosse and you're known (laughs) as that, like you're doing something, you're doing some kind of thing. So um, and that was embarrassing for me, you know, but I instead of like fixing the problem or even realizing it was a problem, I just would rationalize. Was it embarrassing while 
you were at lacrosse? It was actually, it was okay. actually, okay. yeah. Cause I would like have, you know, a crazy Friday night or something. And then I would wake up Saturday and see these text messages I sent or, you know, my roommates would tell me about something that I had done. Um, so it was like, it was embarrassing at the time, but then it was more like the whole body of work by the time I was <laughs> done at lacrosse. Um, it took me a long time to come back from that. And what I mean is like, I just had, people had known me that way. And so it took me so long to change their perception. And what I came to realize in my 30s is like, you know what? I know who I am. My husband knows who I am. My family knows who I am. I don't have to prove to those people that knew me 10 years ago that I'm a different person now or that I actually don't drink <laughs> like anything anymore. Um, and and when sometimes I'll see these old friends, we'll be at a wedding, it still can be the joke that people make. Um, one of my girlfriends in particular, she always jokes about this wedding you know, in our early 20s or something. And for me, it used to be like, oh, gosh, she's bringing that up again. It's so embarrassing. And now I'm like, you know what? She, she's she got to get new jokes because I have not been that <laughs> Old material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think sometimes our identities or the way that we were thought of in the past can really hold us back. We can really have um, shame around these things. But until you work through it, now I've done the work on money. I've mm -hmm, done the work mm -hmm. on drinking. And so I'm through to the other side because I've gone through it. And I, I just wish I would have known that you cannot avoid things for the rest of your life and you have to work on them. Otherwise, they're all mostly always going to be an issue if you keep sweeping it under the rug yeah the dust is always going to be under that yeah, yeah, rug. yeah you can't hide those credit card <laughs> no, statements no. forever the bill collector will come yep and it's uncomfortable yeah like it's really uncomfortable to work through it way easier to avoid yeah but by working through it and getting uncomfortable that's the only way you can get to the other side right and you have so much shame around it that you're you don't even want – now I'm sharing it with thousands of people. <laughs> I didn't even want to tell Drew when we knew we were going to be together mm -hmm. for the rest of our mm -hmm. lives. That's when I started unpacking and working through many issues. But there were there was so much shame that I didn't even want to share it with a person that I was going to do life with. So if you're there, guys, if you're right there, we've been there. Like it's not anything new. Like we've actually been there. Um, and that was part of your journey that you probably didn't enjoy as much. So oh, no. I mean, that is something I wish I had never gone through. Well, you wouldn't be the person you are today, Amy, though, without yeah. it. Like you wouldn't know that waking up hungover feels like absolute crap. I mean, adding kids into it and oh, like, yeah. that's like the least thing I'd ever want to do these days. Or uh, I wouldn't have learned that sometimes you do need the accountability of someone else mm -hmm. and that they can actually grab your hand and pull you up doesn't have to be a husband you know maybe you can unpack it to your sister to your friend that you know is good with money mm -hmm. um i just wish i would have known that there were people that could have pulled me up instead of pushing me down and saying like oh my gosh i can't believe that you do that or whatever yeah 
where you wish you could take that part of your life out, I wish there's a lot of places in my past where I would have sunk into it more and enjoyed the actual time, enjoyed what I was doing instead of being so forward thinking and thinking about that end result. So in 2019, I actually hired a life and business coach. And one of the things that she brings up is why are you racing to the finish line? Like you're doing something right now. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Enjoy the reason you started running in the first place instead of just focusing on that end goal. And for those out there who have a personality that is goal-focused, that is accomplishment-based, it's hard to focus on the journey. It's hard to focus on right now because you're always thinking of what path can I take to get to where I want to go? Or will this lead to what I actually want to do? And by focusing on the reason you start in the first place, I just think, think it brings a better perspective. It makes you feel more present and it actually makes you feel more fulfilled and enjoy what you're doing. And there's a funny stat. So when you think about bronze medalists versus silver medalists, what would you rather be? Bronze or silver? Silver. And gold? <laughs> it's gold an option. <laughs> and most people would say that. They would say, I want to be a silver medalist. But in reality, silver medalists are actually less happy because they see that they didn't hit the top tiered medal. They see they didn't hit gold, where bronze is looking like, hey, I'm better than I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm on the podium. I'm better than that guy who didn't even make it. And so for people who are so performance-based, just thinking of the journey that they've come, looking at the past of where they've actually come, that can just put so much more perspective, just make you feel so much better about where you've actually come from. Um, and when we get to the end, we can't go back. So thinking about the newborn stage and how you want to get through those newborn sleepless nights, thinking about prepping for a vacation and all you want to do is be on that vacation once you get there, you can't go back to the fun. You can't go back to those cozy little newborn snuggles or actually prepping for the vacation all the time that you had. Yeah. So I've enjoy. heard um, I've heard studies done on people going on vacation and the preparation and the idea of the vacation actually brings them more happiness than the trip itself. I believe it. It I sounds it. so crazy, but um, just to know like, you have to enjoy the process. And I think when you're in your 20s, it's kind of like easy for you to say, mm -hmm. I have my finals. But really, it, it's such a good point. So with number one being you don't have to find your husband in college. And number two being that you actually have to go through the hard stuff in order to get through them. Amy, what's your third point you tell to your younger self? The third thing is that I think when we're younger, or I know when I was younger, I wanted to get everyone's opinion. You know, say I was making a decision about a relationship or my major or the city I would move to after college. It's like I wanted so many opinions, but truly I had this gut feeling. And so I just wanted them to tell me that I was right, mm. essentially. I really wasn't looking for their opinion. I was looking for their validation. And now that I'm in my 30s, I feel like I've really sunk into this idea. I look at something and I know what I want to do or where I'm going to go. This is not to say you do life alone, right? because I have very trusted advisors in my life of whose opinion that I really trust and that I know know me to my core mm -hmm. and have 
a very good uh, want the best for me. I'm not going to crowdsource a decision to Instagram. You know, that's too many people Mm -hmm. and they don't know me enough to advise me. So I just wish I could have told my younger self, like, girl, sometimes you already know your answer and you are just wasting your time going around telling everyone in the library what your problem is and asking what you should do and listening to your gut. So throughout all of that, you know what you want to hear. Like, you know exactly what you want other people to tell you. That's your gut talking. So just listen to it the first time. Stop wasting your own time. Stop wasting everybody else's time because you already have the answer. I actually have the opposite issue (laughs) or did have the opposite issue. I'm not saying that I could never take anybody else's opinion because, oh, I definitely fed on what other people would tell me, especially if they were validating what I was already thinking. But I've had a really hard time in the past asking for help. I thought that asking for help was a sign that it made me weak, that I didn't have something that I actually needed. So 2019 was really the first year that I sunk into this after having two kids under two and literally just waving the white flag, being like, I cannot do this life on my own. There's no way that I can do all of this. Um, But even back to my 20s and early 30s, thinking that no one else could do it as well as I can and having that mentality and having it just go across so many different areas of my life. And a busy mind is a lot like a blindfold. So if you feel cloudy, if you feel like you can't see, if you're having a hard time falling asleep at night because your mind is constantly going, take the blinders off, like delegate those tasks, give them to somebody else um, that might have a strength in one of those areas. So I always like to refer to it as having too many windows open. So think about a house. If all the windows are open in the house and you don't know which one to shut first, when it starts to rain, <laughs> when it starts to rain, everything is going to get wet. So instead, just focusing on one thing at a time, one window, closing that down and not having to rethink about it. So all my 20s, even my early 30s, sometimes now it still creeps up just having the blindfold on. And when I am hearing you say all of that, Abby, something that has come to my mind is I wish I would have, I wish I could have gone back and help that younger version of you figure out some coping strategies, some ways to kind of handle that stress and anxiety Mm. and racing mind. Because from all of the books I've read, one people that have a really hard transition into motherhood sometimes are those people that have trouble asking for help people that have minds that are always going onto what should be done next. So if you could, like, what would your tangible examples of when you were younger, like what are things that you should have gotten help for? What are things you should have delegated? What would that have looked like? How long can this podcast be? (laughs) (laughs) So many things, personal life, professional life, looking at work, not inviting people on to finalist presentations, trying to do the whole thing by myself, not getting help when creating a PowerPoint or creating an email that I know somebody else would be better with. Um, I bought my first house at 22. I bought it without even telling my parents that I was going to buy a house. And I ended up getting into a 7% interest rate because I didn't look around. So just knowing that other people out Wait, there... did you just decide? <laughs> Take me, talk me through that for one second. You're just like, I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to do this myself. So as a reminder, I'm really good with money. And 
that is one thing I know that I'm good with. And the market tanked in 2008. Yeah. I had a, I, I worked from home. So the tax write-off of working from home in a house that was bigger was better than my tiny little apartment. So my roommate at the time was like, yeah, wherever you go, I'll go. So I bought a house. It was less than $100,000 in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, there was a $7,500 loan that the government was giving out because no one was buying I houses. Remember that. Yeah. So I got in on that. Um but one thing I didn't do was look around for interest rates. So put down my 20% so I wasn't paying PMI and then didn't even think about the rest. So luckily, I ended up paying it off pretty quickly. But still, 7%? Like, what are you doing, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> Abby and I are just like so many of you. Like we've been saying, we have so many areas that we are trying to grow in right now. And honestly, in your 20s, you're going to have to make mistakes, you're going to have to have these pain points that you work through. We cannot help you avoid those, but we just wanted to give you ideas of things that we wish that we would have found out earlier. And whether you're in your 20s or maybe you're in your 30s and oh, exactly. still having some of these things pop up, like that's okay. Like we're all at different points. If you like this episode and you could do us a huge favor, take a screenshot of it tag at herself podcast and just put it up in your Instagram story. That way your friends, family, followers can see what you're listening to. And it would be a huge favor to us. 